1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: The Black Effect Presents features honest conversations and exclusive interviews. A space for artists, everyday people, and listeners to amplify, elevate, and empower black voices with great conversations. Make sure to listen to the Black Effect Presents podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, your man Carlos Miller of the 85 South Show. Do me a favor, make sure you check out the Black Market, hosted by me, only on the 85 South Show feed. Subscribe to the 85 South Show to hear and tune in to the Black Market. Hear amazing interviews with entrepreneurs, creatives, and thought leaders, people who are doing amazing things in the black community. Listen to the Black Market on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Peace to the planet, Charlemagne the God here, and you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless.
0: I'm Nina Turner, hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast.
3: My next guest is an industry decision maker. His name is Carlos King, one of my favorite people, and we've never met. He's an executive producer and founder of Kingdom Rain. Kingdom Rain, you, you live Rain, Rain. Kingdom Reign Entertainment. He is also known as the king of reality TV. Carlos is one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality TV. With over 10 years under his production belt, King, that's Carlos King, has quickly created a niche for himself in the docu-soap arena. He has produced high-profile programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which we all know is a niche in itself. Season 25, Oprah Behind the Scenes. His production company, Kingdom Reign Entertainment. Has created such shows as Style in Hollywood for Netflix, Love and Marriage, Huntsville, one of my favorite shows on Own, Hollywood Divas, which from on TV one, just to name a few. He recently, this is what I read about him, but you know, my boy, you know, I read him about in Variety magazine, you know. He first look deal with own. Oh, you know, when you get a variety, you know, they they talking about you, they don't talk about money in variety. No broke people appear in variety, unless it's in the back section. He was on the front section, he was on the front page where we develop original unscripted series for the own network. I always tell people, how do you build your dreams? Well, let's find out how. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, a return visit for the talented and brilliant one, Mr. Carlos King. How are you doing, Carlos?
2: I'm well. Thank you so much for that great introduction.
3: Well, first of all, Carlos, uh, you know... Um, Watching your work is is is, uh, is my introduction to the world because of the fact that we get to, for the first time, we see it, now we can talk and find out how does that mind work, putting together these projects. Because you're dealing with people's lives, and it's really impactful. In, in some ways, these are unscripted and so you have to kind of like set the scene. Like uh, I think uh, uh, Larry David on HBO kind of has an unscripted show where people walk in, they kind of set up the scene, but that's from a comedy perspective. So you know that direction. So you could be throwing some curves when you're developing these shows. So talk about the process to my uh, viewers and listeners in the world of reality.
2: Yeah, well, again, thanks for having me. And no, it is true. When you're dealing with real people and you're producing a reality show, it's very challenging because you really are following the reality of their life. And oftentimes that means the good, the bad and the ugly. And that's the reason why my shows are so relatable is because we don't orchestrate anything out of drama's sake. Right. We do such a fantastic job at the company to where we truly immerse ourselves into the lives of our talent. And because it's such bravery and courage for anybody to say, I want to lay cameras inside my household and into my life, mm-hmm. that's a privilege I don't take for granted. Mm-hmm. So because we have to constantly make sure that the mental health of these people are stable enough to really handle the conversation they're having on camera Uh and then deal with the after effects of it when social media involves themselves. So it is very challenging to produce. When you're doing a scripted show, you have an actor, (laughs) they're playing a character, they get paid to to, to say what you wrote Mm -hmm. and they get paid (laughs) to do the action that you directed. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier in that sense where in my case, I have to follow real people who have real issues and real story. And because I'm so sensitive to them, mm-hmm. I make sure that we all work together to put on a good show.
3: Well, one of the bigger storylines was out of the uh, love and marriage hunt field. But like I said, when you're talking about you're scripted and you're talking about this is not part of, you know, you, you know, because all these when the, when the show, because I, I just recently interviewed it, Kimmy and Maury Scott. Fantastic couple. First time I interviewed them. And um, and they were just saying they were all friends. And that's how, you know, uh, Melody it came to them with this great idea about the show and Martel. And they all got together and they shot about three pilots with you before it was finally picked up. And along the way, this success, you know, this unexpected drama comes out which is reality, your reality shows, guess what? You can't change what happens because it's real. And that was the relationship breakup of Melody and Martel from a crisis management. How do you look at that? And how did you kind of like hold it together respectfully and not try to exploit it?
2: Great question, because there's a fine line within that. And the main thing that I did that a lot of other reality reality producers don't do is I ask permission. Yes. First, I said, hey, because you're telling me this is what you're going through, are you comfortable sharing that on camera? Because my job is to follow the real. And what would be so unfortunate is if the entire town knows about this infidelity. Uh and you're on TV pretending you're in a great marriage, Uh you are going to lose in the end because when people watch reality TV, Uh they want to see authenticity. Uh So the permission Uh that I asked Melody and Martel was, if you trust me to handle this story with tender love and care, I promise you, you will come out of this never feeling exploited. And at the end of the day, you courtesy of being transparent, Mm -hmm. you're going to affect a lot of black households who are dealing with this issue and they will look to you as to what to do right and what to do wrong. And all of a sudden you're going to become the voice of this topic.
3: And the voice of this topic becomes, you know, Melody, you know, she's come out of this as a uh, uh, mom entrepreneur, you know, powerful, strong, uh, uh, look fantastic. And uh, and sometimes when I look at the show, I look at Martel confused. This is my this is me talking Um, angry, don't know the direction he wants to go with his life. And so you as a producer, you see these things happening. Do you give advice or do you just let it play off and say, this is what we're going to do? Are you comfortable with what we're going to do? Or do you ever offer advice to the individuals who are playing out these real life characters, Carlos?
2: Yeah, I do live in a boat. primarily i follow the reality of what they're going through yes sir. because because what i like for my audience to see again is the authenticity of someone dealing with pain and right. joy mm-hmm. right so when Martell, when you watch the show and you see martel struggling with life after divorce yes i think a lot of black men specifically black men mm-hmm. And they may have stepped outside of their marriage and their wives leave them. They struggle with the realization that my infidelity ruined this, this relationship that I adored. And, and and who am I outside of being married to this woman who we were a partner Mm -hmm. in all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think you're seeing some regret on Martel's behalf And as a black man producing this show, I cannot sit back, watch this man go through this pain and not offer some sort of advice to help him heal. So I definitely have had numerous conversations with Mm Martell. most recently two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because I love them all and I want to make sure that at the end of the day, they're okay.
3: Well, you know, the thing about it is that you said it earlier about social media, because that's one of the biggest curses and benefits of modern day success. You know, but in reality TV, it can be even worse because unlike a script, you're just playing a character. That's my character. They told me to write that, you know, well, reality show how does social media work for you? And how do you tell a, a, a talent, because they are talents, you know, whether they plan themselves or not, they are they are talent. How do you recommend to talent that's playing out a life that they can go to the grocery store? And she really is Martel. You know, He she really is Kimmy. He really is Maurice. She really is a Tisha. All these people are going to the grocery store being themselves. So social media can be very painful. In the world of social media, do you encourage them to do social media or that's? That's their own thing. You walk away. they grown people. They deal with it. Where well, they have to deal with it.
2: I discourage them from reading the comments on social media. Yeah. I think you have to use social media what it's for. And that's engagement. Yes, sir. And that is promoting whatever vehicle you have to to get the word out. And once you post, you leave. Right, You you don't stay on there, read the comments because (laughs) the the number one mistake I can make is read comments of what other people are saying about them because what I've learned through social media, and I love social media, but I I learned this, this. The meanest comments get the most reaction. So it's a game that... People on social media are playing in terms of how can I trump this comment so that mine can get the most traction And in order to do that? You have to get meaner and nastier yes. and that can really affect someone's mental health. So I tell my reality stars, do not read the comment right. because it will ruin your day.
3: Yes, it will not only remain and rule your life if you just keep reading that feed on a daily basis. But it all started somewhere else for you, not on we just talking about the current success. When did you realize, how did you get into the game? You know, we've had this conversation before. We have new listeners and new viewers. But I want to talk, because I want everybody wants to do what you do, Carlos, okay? But again, you have a gift. And I tell people, you know, I was a sitcom writer. And believe me, there were more talented sitcom writers than me. And I could tell there was a difference between, just like there's a difference between a Michael Jordan and a player who was drafted in the first round. They're And you have that special gift, that certain eye. What makes you so special? And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but obviously you see things different, Carlos. Why and how did that? How was it introduced to you when you first got into reality television?
2: Because I was a kid who was sort of a nerd. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Going up to Detroit, I would watch endless hours of television, which included everything from the Oprah Winfrey show to the local news to I'm a kid watching Dateline NBC. Like I, I was a student of people. I was a student of character. I was a student of knowledge. And because of that, I thought I would become a psychologist because I just love to get in the minds of people and and really understand their behavior. Mm -hmm. So because I had all of that education growing up, When I decided to major in journalism in college and minor in psychology, I took both um, gifts that I had of journalism and psychology and applied it to what I do today. So when I got an internship at BET, I just started to really climb the ladder and I got a job there. And I got offered to do a reality show because my friends in the business knew that I loved reality TV. Mm -hmm. And the first reality show I was offered, funny enough, was The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm
0: -hmm. It was a
2: brand new show in 2008. (laughs) And it was my first foray into reality. So when you talk about a gift, I think it's the gift of the fact that I studied Mm -hmm. people, Mm-hmm. So I know people, I know behavior and I know a star within 5 seconds of talking to them.
3: Awesome. But you also let's let's talk about reality coming into it cuz there was a lot of negative about being that reality game. You know, it wasn't real, it was it was cheesy, it was uh, offensive. A lot of the uh a lot of the shows were really aggressive it also showed black women in a very negative light. So how did you Being a guy who's a fan of reality TV, how did you say, did you have a vision, Carlos, when you came on board to say, I'm not going to do that type of reality TV. This is why I want to approach it. Talk about that whole approach of organizing that thought process of you coming into the reality game. Okay. Cool. I'm with you. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, cool.
3: Mm -hmm. So when I got my
2: start in reality TV, again, my first show was The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And obviously that was a very entertaining show they had a lot of arguments and big fights and things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. Um, because that show wasn't produced by a company that i started i was a worker bee who followed the guidelines of how to produce that particular show yes sir and the moment i became the executive producer of that show a shift happened and mike thought of let's make it less about these cat fights and more about what's happening inside the households of these people so that, the, the, the season that I became the executive producer is the highest rated season of that show to date. <laughs> the moment that happened is when I decided to start my company, Kingdom Rank Entertainment, because I did have a consciousness of saying, I know a lot of black people who want to do reality TV, but they think they have to sell their soul and have a physical altercation to make that happen. And I want it to be the alternative to that. So when you watch Love and Marriage Huntsville, for example, you see these beautiful Black people who are successful that's only showing you what really is happening in their lives, in their households. And that show has become the number one show on the network. And there has not been a physical altercation on that show. So that proves that people when you build something that is true to you, people will come.
3: Well, it was it was one that came close. Well, I believe when uh, when uh, Martell was on the patio with uh, with Melody, and he told her why she why he cheated on her because she ba 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 and she threw something at him. Come on, Carlos! Boy, no, out. Look, Carlos. I had to shock y'all. That scared y'all, did it? Carlos, that scared nah. y'all. No,
2: you are accurate. <laughs> so what was, was, was very telling about that man. Carlos said, this <boy> <laughs> my the show. Fact that <laughs> you, don't, you don't tell no black woman... Come on now. ...what another woman does better. <laughs> That's what I got from it. And I think a lot of men watched that show and said, I'm going to keep my mouth shut.
3: Dude, dude, Carlos, when he said that, I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Are you really kidding me in front of friends cameras are rolling and you're gonna say this to melody and she's not going to react on this show i saw that man when if i if i you know you know when growing up college your you, your your parents are popping in the back of the head they should have popped some—you should have came out of the audience. You should have came out front of the camera and said, uh, Martell, I'm about to do something that your parents did to you when you was a kid. I'm going to pop you in the back of your big, dumb head. <laughs> I laughed so hard, but I also felt so bad because I went, dude, you know, that was that was uncalled for. But that, that's the closest you've come on that show because she threw something, I swear to you, she threw it for real. She threw it for real. She she has good aim. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the beauty of you, Carlos, is that, you know, Oprah Winfrey, you said it early in your conversation that you watched her growing up. And he, I'm going to just share an example I mean, Sometimes when you um, get in a position, you meet stars or you and you kind of like pull back a little bit. You feel like in the rain, do, do, I don't really belong here. Is this really happened to me. And then you realize, hey, this stop, stop, stop all that ignorance. It is happening to you because your work has put you there. It is happening to you because the respect has put you there. It's happening to you because you're supposed to be there. When did all that come into you? Because I, because I know you. We share similar qualities. Of we both are humble you know uh, I come from a nerdy background you know and and uh some people I tell people I was shy they look you were never shy well yes yes I was you know yes I was yes I was you know and so I just had to fight through it and then realized that my opinion mattered if my opinion matters then you have to tell people what your opinion is and that's who you are. So when you elevated yourself to do this behind the scenes uh for Oprah what were your thought process and where did you come to into come to introspective about yourself as a talent and where you are at in that point of your career?
2: You know, what was so interesting is I'm a man of faith and I believe in prayer and I believe in, 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 in just, you know, believing in God and praying to him. So to be a kid watching Oprah Winfrey show and then decades later having the opportunity to, I tell people all the time, I got paid to follow her around. Like that's, that's,
3: that's (laughs) a good job.
2: Right, right, right. I, so the moment I was around her to me gave me the, the confirmation Mm -hmm. that God was saying to me, I want you to see what's possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I want you to shadow a woman you look up to a black billionaire because I am seeding the steps in terms of how I see you being. Uh And I took that as a way of saying, I now know what I have to do. And that truly, 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 truly gave me the permission that I needed from my internal self to say, I can do this because I saw someone else do it. And then a couple of years after that, I had to... um, follow Tyler Perry in the same way when he got to the OWN Network. And I had that same
0: conversation
2: how many people in your position, Carlos, can say they followed Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry? Like not everyone can say that. So I use that as a way of saying, you have a gift and God is preparing you for something bigger.
4: Are you wasting two perfectly good Saturdays each year? Most people waste
2: two Saturdays getting rid of junk that we could make magically disappear. We're 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Reclaim your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. And two smiling, happy people will magically appear at your front door. They'll be driving a clean, shiny truck. And they'll be wearing snappy, happy uniforms. All you have to do is point, 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 point. And that junk will be gone, 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 gone. Hooray! You have a Saturday. Let the party begin. We make junk
4: disappear. Don't waste
2: two perfectly good Saturdays each year.
4: Let us work our magic for you. Give us a call. And we'll give you back your Saturdays.
2: Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK.
4: Or visit one 800
0: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest?
3: Well, you know the interesting thing when I when I listen to you talk and we are, everything's a journey and you know that Carlos, you know because we all dream, we all hope, we pray, and but it's the work ethic and then it's what you've been given because each network has a different budget. A lot of people, yeah, you, know, you would love to think you work with the same budget on TV One, or Netflix, or on a BET. They all have different budget, but you have to, you still have to deliver a first class project. So, how do you work with the budgets that are given to you, and then how do you assess how do your staff? And uh, you know, do you call in favors sometimes? You know, take care of you on this, and come, come, take care of me on this. How does that work? Because building your brand is about relationships. I know that for a fact. And relationships have helped me when I when, when I've transitioned in my career. Relationships are helping you, but now you're the guy who who you you you're the hit maker. Now you're the hit maker. So people expect you to get. When they come to you, to get paid. So those little requests, they actually won't, hey, man, I remember, remember me when I took care of you? So how does that work with you? Because now you have a first look deal with OWN, and that qualifies you as a, that's the ultimate, man. When somebody says, look, we're just going to give you a deal to create shows. And that's the blessing of your journey. So talk about that when, you, when it was approached to you. And what were the first thoughts that ran through your mind when OWN said, here's a first look, first look deal for you and your company, Kingdom Reign Entertainment?
2: It was, it, it was magical because <laughs> my company became what we call in the business a full service mm-hmm. production company, which means that the buck stops here. Yes. We don't we don't have a co-production with another like everything begins and ends with Kingdom Rain Entertainment. So to have that within the first year of launching the company is nothing but God's favor mm-hmm. on my life. So I needed that in order to show the marketplace, right, that I am the little engine that could. This Black man who owns his own company has the has the respect of Oprah Winfrey of saying, I want you to create shows for my network. So when you talk about budgets with other networks, yeah, you have to definitely... You know, rob Peter to you know give <laughs> Paul and, and all those things because you know you 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 have to use what's given to you and that can be challenging. And yes, you have to call in favors from yes. people who you kind of grew up with in the business, yes. like you said. Relationships are key, mm-hmm. so I have to do that.
3: Well, the beauty of you, my friend, is this: you know, you you you're, you're mastering the world I can't do. You know, and and that's a good thing because, like you say, you know. That means you, you're creating a brand, and in all the years of working with different projects, which one challenged you the most? I'm talking about not a negative challenge, but production-wise and creatively, and you went, wow, that was a lot of work, man, but I'm glad I got it done. Which project of all the projects you've done that really pushed you creatively and really test your personality and your sanity? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I think I said that right. I think I got it really
3: right, so you can say a good response, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Um, I had a show on BET called BET Presents the Encore. Last week, we had our season finale. Absolutely. And and that was the most challenging show to date of my career, because I had to—it was a house reality show, and we had 30 days to shoot a show 24-7— for yes. 30 days of mm-hmm. uh, these former girl group members living in a house together to form a super group. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with personalities and music. And again, it's around the clock for 30 days. And that pushed me to a place that I didn't know existed in terms of my brain having the capacity to to handle this. Right. And, and it was such a good gift to to have um, because it allowed me to want to push things further in the shows I'm producing.
3: Well, the mm-hmm. interesting thing about it, because you were dealing with some level of frustration with talent, you know, who mm-hmm. felt that they should be bigger or felt that they were wrong and they see this. And some of them say yes to doing things, but they don't want to do the work, you know, Right. you know, you know that's the part that frustrates you. Well, why are you here then? Well, you know, why why are you wasting my my time? I'm not going to curse, but why why are you wasting my time? That's the part that makes you mad, okay? You knew what you were signing up for. Now you you got an attitude, okay? But the (laughs) the, the thing that really came into play is, is COVID. You had to produce all these shows under these conditions of testing and multiple testing. And the beauty of seeing what Tyler Perry did, he he—he he, he, kind of like wrote the template, buy a compound and put a hotel on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then imprison your cast for two weeks and then send them home. <laughs> Work them 24 hours a day and send them home. Wrap 24 episodes. And so with that being the case, how did it affect your production and how and what did you what did you gain from it as a producer, Carlos? Listen,
2: safety is first when you're dealing with a global pandemic. So, yes, we have to do multiple testing. Mm-hmm. You know, thankfully, everyone was negative and we we were able to make sure that our cast and crew was safe for all the productions we have going on at Kingdom Rank Entertainment. So that was the, the greatest thing about it as well. But no, it, 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 it allowed everybody to know that there is a necessity for unscripted in this business Yes, because my counterparts in scripted did not have the the right to to do this because it was such an expensive fee. Right. So unscripted we did.
3: Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, my friend, a hit show, uh, when you do these, this is my only favorite I ask, man. You know, whenever you do these these rap shows or the end of the season show, just consider your boy as one of your hosts. I come on in, man. You you gotta you gotta first look there. Just consider the man in the suit. Well, you know you know him, who, who, who <laughs> watches shows, Called I come in and host it, man. I know everybody in the cast, they know me, and we'll do our thing. They, do, but, man, and they love you by the way. Oh, thank you. But I, I just want to tell you, I respect you, man. One day we will meet. And, but the beauty of what you do man I so respect and I and it's it, it just the quality of work and seeing you make this transition because at one time reality was a bad thing it was a bad thing, it was a very negative thing and you have turned it with your skill with your eye and forced other people to follow your lead thank you, thank you Carlos for doing that
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
3: Appreciate it. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews, especially the one I'm doing with Carlos King, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I
4: am your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
3: Mama, what does the chicken say?
0: Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Giraffe.